My name is Erica Talia McCarthy, and I use gratitude as a cornerstone for attracting everything I want in my life. I am here to show you how to reduce stress, create great habits, and develop a winning mindset that will allow you to create the life of your dreams by planting gratitude seeds and watching your gratitude garden grow. Come on my journey with me as I share what has worked and what has not worked in my life. Let's manifest, change our mindsets, and make this world a better place together. Welcome to the Gratitude First Garden. I am so happy you are here. Hey God, it's me. God, you know, I am trying to grow my social media. I am trying to get my Instagram followers up. I'm trying to learn all of these crazy TikTok dances. And I'm trying to get the the hang of these Facebook lives. I have too much on my plate, but everybody keeps telling me that I need to grow my email list. Grow your email list, grow your email list, grow your email list. That's all I keep hearing, God. What is the big deal about email? Like, email is so boring. And I have much bigger fish to fry than to worry about growing some boring email list. I mean, we all know doing TikTok dances is way more fun. So, Can you please help me out, God, and let me know the reason why I would even need to focus on email? Thank you. Amen. Erica, email is critically important for your business. What would you do if those platforms no longer existed? first gardeners let us take a brief moment to show a bit of gratitude let us close our eyes and take a deep breath in and a deep breath out and think about all of the things that we are grateful for today We truly have so much to be grateful for. So many reasons to say 
Thank you. You know, as you show gratitude for things, the more you show gratitude for things, God will give you more things to be grateful for. So let's just take a few moments and think about the people, the things, the circumstances, even the things that we tend to overlook and forget about. Let us take a moment to think about everything that we are grateful for and we'll just sit in silence for a few moments to reflect. Very good, my gratitude first gardeners. Let us take a deep breath in and a deep breath out. And let us open our eyes and we'll start the show after this short break. doing today. I hope you guys are having an amazing week. In Atlanta, you guys, the sun is totally shining. It is a beautiful day. And I just open my windows. I let some fresh air in. My son is taking a nap right now. But when he wakes up, we'll go and take a walk around the neighborhood. It's just a beautiful day, you guys, and the sun makes me so happy. (laughs) So I hope, you know, wherever you're at, it is the end of May right now. So I hope it's at least starting to warm up, even if you're, you know, in the north. And I hope that you guys are catching some sunshine if that's what you choose to do during this time. And whatever you choose to do, I hope you guys are just happy and you're loving it and you are enjoying life. So you guys, I have had a really good week. Guys, oh my goodness. So Actually, one thing I've been really, really obsessed with this week is starting to ride a bike again, you guys. Like, do I have any bike riders out there? So I see like 
a guy ride around my neighborhood almost every morning, you guys. And I have like a really big window in my room. So like as soon as I open my blinds, I can kind of see everything that's happening in my neighborhood. And this guy, he rides around every morning. He looks so content. And I just look and I'm like, oh my goodness, I think I want to start riding a bike again. And I also see parents, like when I go outside with my son, we're both just walking and he, you know, runs and I chase him and all of that good stuff. And we'll find like a field of grass or whatever, just so he can like run and be free and be a little happy three-year-old. But I also see parents, you guys, who... Um, they're walking and then they're, you know, they might have young kids, maybe four or five, six years old, and their kids are riding a bike, but they're walking. And so I need your help, you guys, because I want to know what's the best way to go about this whole like bike riding thing if you have a toddler, because I'm thinking like I want a bike and I actually have a bike it just needs air so I might just you know get some air in it or get a new bike I have to test out that bike to see how I really like the feel of it and everything but um but how do you guys go about this whole right right bike riding business if you have young a young child or young kids like this is my son is my first kid, you guys. So a lot of things, you know, that I do with him, it's all like this huge experimentation, right? <laughs> it's like this massive science project of trying to like maneuver and figure things out. And so now he's at that age where he can, you know, he he actually has a bike. And so he can start, you know, riding and stuff with his little training wheels or whatever. But I just want to know how you guys go about that. Like, do you guys walk and then let your kids ride? Or do you have a bike and your child has a bike and you just like ride really slowly with them? Or I also saw this thing online, you guys, where you can get like this, this seat and your toddler like sits in the seat like you of course you strap the seat on to your big adult bike and then your toddler like sits in the seat and you ride the bike and then you know they're just sitting in the seat you know as you're riding so they just kind of tag along with you in their little special toddler seat so have you guys tried that and does that work so yeah <laughs> that has been my dilemma this week you guys like I want to ride a bike but it's like okay what's the best and the easiest way to do to do this with a toddler like I was thinking maybe you know, I walk with him and then he rides his little bike. And then when he goes to his dad's house, maybe that's when I can like ride my bike, um, you know, and and get some like real exercise in. But I don't know. You guys tell me. So come and talk to me on Instagram or TikTok or Facebook 
or um, YouTube at Gratitude First. That's Gratitude One ST. And tell me how you guys go about this whole like bike riding thing with your kids, and what's the best way to do this. <laughs> so that is my huge dilemma. And I, ha- if I have any bike riders out there, yeah, I would love to hear from you guys because I honestly I haven't ridden a bike in forever, like. In order to get my exercise in, you guys, I'll do things like Zumba or I love to take a walk. Or, of course, when the gyms were open, um, I was going to the gym. So I haven't actually ridden a bike in a very long time, you guys. So I'm like super excited about this. So if you ride your bike on a regular, I would love to hear from you as well. (laughs) Yay! Okay, you guys, so we are going to jump into this episode, and today we are going to talk about growing your email list. Now, wait, you guys, do not click off of this episode because (laughs) I know that growing your email list is not the hottest subject. It's not the most popular subject. It can be a little bit boring, a little bit, you know, like, Uh, boring and snoring, right? So I get it, you guys. I get it. But don't hop off of this episode and find another podcast episode just yet. Because although growing your email list is not the hottest subject, you guys, it is an extremely important subject. And guys, I honestly, like, Honestly, 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 I do not think anything in business is more important than growing your email list. I I mean, it's just that important, you guys. Social media is not that important. You know, if you're like a coach, um, growing, I'm creating your coaching materials is not that important. It's not as important as growing your email list, right? Unless you get like a ton of like word of mouth referrals or something like that. And people just automatically come to you because, you know, their friends and their family have spread the word about your business, which is amazing if that is your if that's the way that your business has been able to grow. But still, even if you have been able to grow by like word of mouth, you guys, I still feel like in order to, um, you know, nurture those people and connect with those people and get to know those people and also offer other things down the road as your business grows, still growing your email list and getting those people on your email list is extremely important. And guys, I honestly feel like, you know, email is like the lifeblood of your business. So if there is anything that you get from any of my podcast episodes, you guys, like if you don't get anything else, all I want you to remember that I have ever said is grow your email list. And 
And you guys, it's something that people don't really think about until it's like, you know, crunch time. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, if you're launching a course or if you're starting a coaching business or if you're um, about to launch a product or if you have just written a book and now you want people to buy your book, that is when we we focus on growing our email list, you guys. And we're like, oh my goodness, now that I have this book coming out, now that I have this product, okay, now it's crunch time. Now I have to grow my email list so that I can get, you know, people to invest in my service or my product or whatever. And I kind of feel like that's a little bit backwards, you guys. And trust me, in the beginning, I did not really focus too much on growing my email list either, you guys. Like, I was just focused on, you know, getting social media up and, you know, figuring out what type of, um, you know, what what platforms I want it to be on. Like, do I want to do YouTube? Do I want to do a podcast? Like, all of that type of stuff. So I was focused on that. But then I started to realize, like, Erica, you know, if you think about your end game and you think about like where your business is heading and what is the point of all this, all of this, like the point of all of this is to get your services and your products out there so that people can, you know, know who you are and also to form connections so that, you know, you can get p offer something of value get people on your email list and so you have that relationship outside of you know social media or youtube or the podcast or whatever right because it's great you guys if people watch your youtube videos if people listen to your podcasts and they learn from you and they get something um out of what you're saying that's amazing, right? Like that's the point of us doing what we're doing is to, you know, teach people and help people and help other people grow and show people our mistakes so that they don't, you know, make the same mistakes or I don't like to say mistakes, but lessons, right? Teach people our lessons so that, you know, they can learn from our lessons. Like that's the point of us doing, you know, these podcasts and these YouTube videos and whatever, you know, talking on social media and all of that, right? So that's amazing that people are learning from us, you guys. But when people like click off of your YouTube video or your, or your podcast or something like that, you know, you want a way to like, you know, connect with them again, to nurture them, to teach them even more knowledge and to eventually introduce them to your service or your product, right? That is like the point of a business. And so if we just focus on our list when it's like crunch time and when we're trying to sell our book or what have you, then I feel like that's, you know, a little bit counterintuitive because it's kind of like, if your email list is the most important thing in your business, then why aren't you focusing on that, you know, all year long? If you focus on that all year long, then you won't feel as stressed and as pressured to grow your email list. Like when you're about to launch your product or your book or your service or whatever. 
Does that make sense, you guys? So I just wanted to do this episode today, you guys, to, you know, just like really, really encourage you if you're not focused on growing your email list right now, if you're focused on social media and getting up your Instagram followers and, you know, getting up your TikTok followers or getting your YouTube videos together, that's amazing, right? I do the same thing, right? But at the same time, you should be focusing on ways to get people off of those platforms. So, you know, they follow you on Instagram. That's great. But how can you form an even deeper connection so that they will follow you off of Instagram into your email list? Because here's the truth, you guys, like we don't own any of those platforms unless you're Mark Zuckerberg, and you're listening to me, which would be amazing (laughs) if that is not your name, (laughs) then, you know, we don't, and I don't know who owns TikTok, you guys, who owns TikTok, but anywho, we don't own these platforms, you guys, okay? So, um, that is to say that if anything happens, first of all, they can shut down your account for whatever reason, like let's say you accidentally violated a rule, right? They can shut down your account. And then what would happen to all of your followers? You know, if you have been focusing on growing your followers and then all of a sudden Instagram or YouTube, this guy that, um, this guy that I love named, um, Brian, Brian Rose, I think. Um, He is um, the creator of a show called, or a business or a company, and it's called London Real. I don't know if you guys have heard of heard of it. But, um, you know, he used to do all of these videos on YouTube, you guys, and a lot of them were about mindset and things like that. Very um, informative and educational videos. And he recently um, got videos taken down from YouTube. And he may have even gotten banned from YouTube. And then he was able to get back on or something like that. Um, But I know for sure he got a lot of videos taken down um, because, you know, they they thought that his content was going against um, the grain and going against the YouTube policies and things like that. So, you know, that was a total shock to him. Right. Like he, you know, came on and said, wow, my video just got taken down. It was a complete shock to him. And. Not to say that that will happen to you guys, but you never know. Like any, you know, if you're focused on creating all of these YouTube videos, that's amazing. But because you don't own that platform, your video can get taken down anytime for whatever reason. Your whole account can get shut down on Instagram, on Facebook for whatever reason. And do you think that, you know, Instagram or YouTube is going to say, oh, well, let me allow you to connect again with your followers so now you can get them on your email list? Heck no. (laughs) No, they're not going to open back up your account so that you can 
start getting your followers on your email list now that your account has shut down, they're going to leave your account shut down and that's going to be it, right? So if you are just solely depending on these platforms, you guys, and you're not taking your followers off of Instagram or YouTube or TikTok or Facebook or whatever, if you're not taking them off of those platforms and onto your email list, then, you know, I really think that you should highly consider putting way more energy, even if that means stopping you know, a couple of YouTube videos, stopping a couple of Instagram posts or whatever you have to do to focus on growing your email list, I highly, 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 highly suggest that because I have heard of people's accounts being shut down and not to scare you, you guys, like, it's I, I, I've seen millions of other accounts that have not been shut down. Right. So it doesn't mean that it's going to happen to you, but you don't want to just wake up one day and it's like, oh, crap, what happened to my Instagram account? Right. <laughs> like that's not that's not a good feeling. And especially if you haven't taken those people off of Instagram into your email, you're going to be basically starting from scratch in your business. And that's, <laughs> you know, if you have already a, a thousand followers, 2000 followers, 10,000 followers, 20,000 followers, and you have to now start all over from scratch, you guys, because you didn't collect one email address that's not, you know, a good way to conduct business, right? So I know that email is not the the hottest subject, you guys. I know it's not like the funnest thing to talk about, but it is so uberly important. And I cannot stress enough how important it is for you guys to focus on growing your email list. Okay, so now that I have like nailed that, what do they call that, you guys? Like nail that point in the head or something? I don't know. I'm horrible with those types of sayings. But (laughs) now that I have stressed how important growing your email list is, let's talk about some practical tips on how to actually go about growing our email list, okay? So are you ready? And you guys want might want to take down, uh, take out a pen and a piece of paper or grab your uh, notebook app or whatever so you can write this down. Okay, you guys. So one of the most popular ways to grow your list, you guys, is just to create some sort of freebie. And I'm I'm sure all of you listening to this podcast have at some point or or another, you have entered your email address into some website in exchange for something that you wanted, right? Maybe they were sending you a free ebook or a free like PDF or something like that. So you have entered your email or even if you were joining a webinar, right? Webinars do this all the time. So if you were joining a webinar, you would have had to enter at least your email address, sometimes even your first name 
or your phone number in order to get access to that webinar, right? And so that is one way to grow your email list, you guys, is to offer a freebie, okay? And when you're offering this freebie, you guys, let it be valuable. Think about your audience or even better yet, ask your audience what they would like, what they need help with, how you can help serve them. Ask them and then from those responses, you can maybe create like a free PDF or um, if you're selling a book, right? Let's say you've written a book and this is one thing that I did. This this is one of my freebies, you guys, is I offered the first two chapters of my book for free. And so people will go to... Um, gratitudefirst.com backslash free the creators and they will enter in their email address because my book is called the creators so they enter in their name and their email address and in exchange for that they'll get the first two chapters of my book for free and that has been a very popular freebie of mine and it's been a great way for me to grow my email list. So you guys might want to think about that if you have a book that's coming out. Um, You guys can do a free webinar if you love webinars. You can do um, like a, a free uh, two-part or three-part video series where you're teaching something If you're, you know, like a coach or a consultant, you can offer a free 15-minute consultation or a free mini coaching session. So there's so many ways um, to grow your email list, you guys. If you're a writer, you can start a blog and you can start, you know, collecting email addresses from your blog. So think about what you would enjoy, you guys. What type of freebie would you enjoy creating? And also, what would your audience actually love? What what could they benefit from? What um, do they need to learn? What can you teach them? And make sure that you create a freebie that is, you know, really high quality, really valuable to your audience, but also something that you would love and enjoy to create. Because I am, you know, I am all about doing what you love, you guys, and and moving more towards like, you know, this is what I really enjoy. And so let me figure out a way to make this, you know, popular, profitable or whatever, instead of always following the crowd and going along with the crowd with what the crowd is doing, although I can't stand doing that thing, right? Like I am just all about following your bliss. And I truly believe the money will come after. And so that's why I stress, you know, create something that you'll actually have fun creating, you know, because energy is everything, you guys. If you love it, then that energy attracts like energy, right? And you guys have heard me say this on the podcast before. So create something that you actually enjoy, but that will also be highly valuable to your audience, and then put that out as a freebie. And 
you guys can try experimenting with one or two freebies. Maybe you might want to start with two in order to see which ones are, which one is the most popular. And then, you know, you can really promote the most popular one, maybe. So just think about, you know, the best way that you might want to go doing that. Now, another thing that I have experimented, you guys, and I heard this from, um, I don't know who I heard this from, but I think I heard it on another podcast and I love the idea. But so if you guys have like a podcast or a YouTube channel or even a blog, right? And we, you know, on these podcasts and these YouTube channels and on our blogs, we talk about different topics, right? So what you guys can also try is creating a free PDF that is specific to that podcast episode or that blog post or that YouTube video, right? So let's say um, you guys are talking about, you know, the five best um, baking recipes during the holidays, right? So instead of just talking about it on the podcast, you guys, you guys can actually create a free PDF and list out the five, you know, recipes, all of the ingredients, the bake time, you know, the instructions, all of that. List that out, put in some pretty pictures and give that away as a free PDF in exchange for people giving you their email address. So, you know, as you're talking in that podcast episode, say, hey, you guys, if you hop on over to this URL, you can download the PDF with the actual recipes that was tailor made specifically for this episode. Isn't that cool, you guys? I loved that idea and I experimented with that. Now, yes, that idea, it takes extra work, right? Because you're not just offering, you know, a generic freebie, which is like a one size fits all. You're taking extra an extra step to create a personalized um, freebie specific to an episode or a YouTube video or a blog post. But you guys, because it's so specific, people are going to be more intrigued to download it because it's not, you know, just a generic offer. So you guys can try to experiment with that as well and see how you like that. Now, Another thing that I am just starting to experiment with you guys and so far I have loved creating this is quizzes. So for the past couple of weeks, you guys, I have been doing so much research on quizzes, like using quizzes to grow your email list. I've been watching YouTube videos and podcasts and um, listening, yeah, listening to podcasts and um, reading up on in articles and all of that good stuff, watching webinars. I've just been gaining so much knowledge um, over the past few weeks about quizzes. And I really think I'm going to love this idea. And I already started creating my first quiz. Yay. And I've started to um, send it to people so they can test it out. Because, of course, with quizzes, you have um, you answer a series of questions, right? 
And then based on your answers, it's going to provide you with, you know, a specific um, type, right? So I'm sure you guys have heard of those quizzes like on BuzzFeed or something. And it's like, okay, what type of superhero are you? Are you Batman? Are you Superman? Are you uh, Wonder Woman? You know, so you answer all of those questions. And then at the end, it tells you your superhero, what what superhero you are, right? So I'm sure most of us have done those fun quizzes. And so I've started experimenting, you guys, and I created my first quiz. It has been so much fun. And so you guys can try that as well. Try to create a quiz that's fun, but also related to, you know, what you do in your business and how you can actually help people and create a quiz, you guys, and use that quiz as your freebie. And I have created my quiz on Interact, you guys, but I also heard things like Bucket.io, Outgrow, Typeform. Here's the thing. I know exactly what you're thinking. I hear you. You have a burning desire to start a business. You eat, you sleep, and you dream about your business idea. But there is one catch. You are stressed out. You are overwhelmed. And if you add one more thing to your plate, you feel like you are going to explode. You're working your nine to five. You have your family that you have to take care of. And you barely have time for yourself. So you keep putting your business idea on the back burner. You tell yourself year after year that you're going to start it next year. But then next year comes and nothing happens. You put your business idea on the back burner again. Here's the deal. There's no more time to waste. There's no more time for you to keep putting your business on the back burner There's no more time for you to keep killing your dreams. I hear you. I've been talking to you one-on-one. I've been having conversations with you in the DMs. And I have been running poll after poll to figure out what exactly you need. What are you struggling with? What are the fears that are holding you back from starting that business you have always dreamed about? You talked and I listened. That is why I am so happy to announce that the Gratitude First Garden waitlist is open. Go to gratitudefirst.com backslash waitlist to get your name on this VIP waitlist right now. I am starting a membership site especially for you. 
I don't want to see you tell yourself one more year that you're going to start your business and nothing actually happens. I don't want to see you continue to break promises to yourself and to feel bad for not pursuing your dreams. I don't want you to continue to tell yourself that you're too stressed and you're too overwhelmed and you just can't add one more thing to your plate. This membership site was created to eliminate and help you overcome all of those obstacles and so much more. If you are ready to start the business of your dreams, if you are ready to have more time than you could have ever imagined, if you're ready to start being really productive and consistent in your business, you have to join the waitlist right now. Go to Gratitude First, Gratitude1st.com backslash waitlist, and you will be grandfathered in at a special price. And this price is going to be the lowest price ever. So again, go to gratitudefirst.com backslash waitlist. And I need your help. I need you to tell me as we go along in the membership site, what more do you need? I want to make sure I am giving you the best value and I am helping you to provide a transformation unlike anything you have ever seen in your life. So yes, I have created certain parts of this membership already after receiving feedback from you, but I want you to continue to keep the feedback coming so that we can create this membership together as we go. Thank you so much. I love you. And we are going to make this the year that you finally create that business that you have always dreamed about. Join the waitlist now. Yeah, you guys, there are just so many platforms to create a quiz, you guys. And I will list some of them in the show notes. So don't worry, you don't have to remember everything I just said. Um, Yeah, so just, you know, experiment, you guys. Some of these platforms offer free trials as well. So just, you know, um, experiment, do your research, um, take advantage of the trials if that's what you wish to do and see which platform, um, you know, works well for you, which is easy for you to create the quizzes, um, which one will integrate um, easily with your email provider. Because the thing is, you guys, so after you create these quizzes, right, so the person is going to answer all the questions and then What you're going to do at the end of them answering the questions is you're going to say, okay, in order to get the results, put in your email address or your name and your email address, and then I'll email you the results. So if this was, you know, what type of superhero are you? You'll say, okay, now that you've answered the questions, 
put in your name and email address and I will email you what type of superhero you are. So that is how you collect email addresses from your quizzes, you guys. And the thing that I've been hearing over and over again, you guys, is you never want to have more than 10 questions to a quiz. So sort of like the sweet spot is going to be between seven to uh, 10 questions. And that's because, you know, people are super busy, you guys, like nobody has time to I, I personally do not like those like assessment tests that are like 100 questions or even 50 questions. It makes me want to like scream silently inside you guys. <laughs> like I don't like those long winded tests, you guys. Who is with me on that? Can you guys relate to that? So just um, you know, have a little bit of compassion for the people who are taking your quizzes, you guys, and don't make it this long, drawn out quiz. But you also want to have enough questions so that you can really, you know, get the correct answer for them so that you can show them, you know, how you can help them. So, you know, if you're like a relationship coach for for example, and you're helping people to determine, um, you know, kind of what they can do to improve in their relationship. And so let's say one is communication. The second one is spending quality time together. Let's say we're doing the love languages, right? <laughs> so all of the outcomes is one of the, the five love languages. So what is it, guys? Like quality time, giving gifts, words of affirmation, being of service. Those are the only four I can think of. But let's say those are your outcomes, right? So you're going to want to ask questions to lead people to one of those outcomes um, so that they can determine, okay, what do I need to do more of in my relationship? Maybe I need to spend more quality time with my spouse. Maybe I need to give um, more words of affirmation. So you're going to want to definitely show how you and your service can actually help the person who's taking your quiz. So once they get that result, let's say they say, okay, I need to give um, more words of affirmation to my spouse. That's one thing I'm lacking. Then now when you send them your email, you're going to show them, okay, this is your result. And always frame it positively, you guys. You can say, okay, you know, your result is words of affirmation, but not to worry. So many people struggle with words of affirmation in their relationships. This is a very common issue. Like, don't make the people feel bad. Like when they get their quiz results, you guys always make them feel good about themselves, but then tell them, okay, but I am a relationship coach and I can definitely help you you know, with this issue, right? So you're always going to want to relate your quiz to your business and how exactly you can help that person or those people with their issue. 
Okay, you guys. So how does quizzes sound? I'm so excited about my quiz, you guys. Super excited. It's not done yet, but it's almost there. And I'm just excited to release it to the world. I'll tell you guys about it. Pro- hopefully dur- by the next um, podcast episode, it'll be all done. So I can give you guys the URL uh, just in case you want to take it. Okay, you guys. So now. As you're growing your list, you guys, and you're collecting email addresses, right? It is super important for you to just not let those email addresses sit there, you guys. So once you collect those email addresses, actually email your people, right? (laughs) Doesn't that make sense? Like I have seen people, you guys, and Life does get busy. Trust me, there have definitely been weeks where I'm like, because I send a weekly email to my list, but there have been weeks where I have missed a week or two because life is just so busy, right? But now I have set up a system where I get my emails done way ahead of time. So, you know, that hopefully doesn't happen anymore. But I get it. You guys, life gets busy and sometimes you're not able to email consistently. But I want you guys to really start to form a habit of emailing consistently, right? And whatever you have to do in order to get that, you know, to be a habit of yours, please do it because let your people need to hear from you on a consistent basis or else they're going to forget who you are, right? So think about the amount of emails that you get in a day, right? The amount of things that you have signed up for. We get so many emails a day, you guys. And I have seen people like email me like, you know, I joined their list and then they email me like three or four months later And I haven't heard from them in between that time. And I'm kind of, you know, when I see that email, I'm like, who are you? Like, why am I getting an email from you? Because I totally forgot why I even joined their list in the first place. And then I just like unsubscribe because it's like, well, I don't even know who you are. So you never want that to happen, you guys, with your audience, because Otherwise, what is the point of collecting the email address if you're never going to email them, right? There's no point. So, and people are going to unsubscribe, you guys. So don't worry about that. That is very natural. Don't feel bad when people unsubscribe. It's very natural. But you don't want people unsubscribing because they totally forgot who you are. Like that is something that you can completely avoid if you just email your list more often. So pick a frequency, you guys, that is like super comfortable for you, whether it's, you know, you emailing your list once per week or one, you know, biweekly or once per month, whatever is comfortable with you and you know you can be consistent with it, pick a frequency and then, you know, open up like Asana or Trello to schedule out you know, the days that you are going to email your 
tribe, right? And what I would recommend is you can either batch write a, a bunch of emails. So you can batch write like three emails at a time and then just schedule those out in, you know, your specific email provider that you choose. Or let's say your emails are supposed to go out every Wednesday, you can make sure that, you know, in your Asana or Trello calendar, you have it listed that, okay, on Friday, every Friday, or even every Monday, I am going to write my email to make sure it goes out on time on Wednesday. And you can write your email, you can get it all set up in your email provider. And then on Wednesday, you can schedule for it to go out. So whatever you do, you guys just make sure you can stay, you know, consistent and make sure you set up a good system so that your tribe and your, you know, email subscribers consistently hear from you so they never forget who you are. And you guys, in your emails, you're going to want to take time to craft these emails, you guys. Like, you know, you don't have to sit for like four days to write one, you know, newsletter, okay? But you want to put some time and some effort into this, you guys. Please do not just throw something together because that is another way that people will quickly unsubscribe from you. So just think about if it was you, right? Like you get a ton of emails every single day. If you're like me, you want to, you know, declutter your email inbox from time to time. And I'm about to do that now and, you know, figure out whose emails do I actually read? Whose emails do I not read? Right. And then unsubscribe from those emails because I'm just getting in, in one of my main, I have so many email addresses, first of all, but <laughs> in one of my main email address inboxes, I get so many emails, you guys, and it's just becoming too overwhelming. And so I'm going to start the process of decluttering. I did it about six months ago, and it's time to do it again. So when, when people are decluttering their email inboxes, you guys, first of all, you don't want them to unsubscribe from you because they never hear from you. But you also don't want them to unsubscribe from you because, you know, the emails that you put out are just thrown together, right? If it was you, you wouldn't want, you know, some sloppy thrown together email that's sent to your inbox, right? So please, you guys, you are running a business, okay? And take time to craft your emails. Make sure you read over the emails a couple of times. Have somebody else proofread the emails if you'd like. Also, always send yourself a test email. So whatever service provider you're using, they should have the ability to send test emails. I always do this, you guys, before I schedule any email to go out, I will send myself a test email just to see exactly how it's going to look when my tribe opens that email. And I, you know, a lot of times I'll find something in the test email, even though I read the email um, as I was writing it and all of that, even though I read it over a couple of times, when I send that test email, I'll you know, find something that's like, oop, I didn't catch that as I was reading. 
um, you know, as I was writing and reading, I didn't catch this. So let me go back and fix that. So you're going to want to always, always, always send yourself a test email, you guys, and provide value, you guys. Provide value in your emails teach something. If you want to expand upon your freebie offer, right? You know, teach something in your free, uh, expand upon that freebie offer. If you want to, you know, you know, teach something else that you know your audience is going to find valuable, then do that. But always, you know, provide value and always provide, you know, something that is going to be relevant to them, you guys. So here's an example. Let's say somebody signed up for your free ebook and your ebook is all about, you know, how to help an endomorph lose weight. You know, we have, um, I think it's three body types, you guys, endomorph, mesomorph, and ectomorph, right? And so let's say you're one of your ebooks, you wrote a separate ebook for each of the three body types, and one of them is geared towards endomorphs, right? And if somebody signed up for that specific ebook, you guys, then chances are they are probably an endomorph, right? Like it makes sense. So when you're sending out your emails to that specific group of people, you know, you're going to want to send emails related to how an endomorph can lose weight, what in, what exercises an endomorph can do, um, you know, what foods an endomorph should eat to stay fit and healthy, right? You don't want to send the endomorph all of this stuff about mesomorphs because that is not their body type. And please forgive me, guys, if I'm screwing up the body types. I'm just going off memory, but I think those are the three ones, but let me know if if you're like, Erica, what are you talking about? Those aren't even body types. <laughs> Just let me know. I'm going off memory, you guys. But um, and we all know my memory is not the best. So. <laughs> But so if I'm just making up words here, please forgive me. But you get the you get what I'm saying, you guys. Like don't just send valuable emails that's like, you know, specific to that person's want and needs instead of just, you know, throwing something together and <laughs> sending it out there, right? Because that is going to get people to open up your email even faster and even more. You're going to see your open rates increase once you actually start sending emails that, you know, really pertain to that group of people and what they need to hear and learn. Okay. Now here is another big thing that comes up with emails, you guys, and that is the topic of selling. Okay. Now I used to think this way, so I totally get it if you feel this way as well, because this is something I struggled with for so long, you guys, and that is selling. And I used to think, you know, I don't want to sound like a salesperson. I don't want it to sound too salesy. I don't want to be too pushy. But the fact is, is you guys, you can sell without being pushy. You can sell without, you know, being like, you know, uh, uh, that sleazy sale per salesperson, right? You can sell in a very classy way, okay? So, 
And you're in business to sell, right? Like if you have a business or you're thinking about starting a business, the point is to make money. And, you know, if you never talk about your product or your service, then how are people going to know what you're even even offering? And this is a mindset shift that I had to make you guys, because if you're if you're thinking like this, I trust me, I get it because I was you. And I was just like, I don't want people to think like I just want, you know, to sell to them. And I don't want to feel so icky. It just feels so icky to me. But I had to, you know, get make a major mindset shift. And I, you know, took a lot of like courses and training and things like that so that I can shift that mindset and understand that, you know, selling is actually a service. You're providing a service to people when you're selling. You're helping transform lives, whether you're selling a product, whether you're a coach, whether you're putting together a course or whatever it is that your business revolves around, you are helping people in their lives in some way or another. So selling is a service. Selling is a great thing because you're actually helping people. So just keep that in mind when you're thinking about selling. And so the question comes up is, you know, how do you sell via email? How do you sell, you know, in your newsletters once people sign up for your email list, right? So one big rule of mine is I don't, I still don't think that, you know, selling in every single email is like really a good way to go. Now, some people do it and maybe the way that they craft their email, it's like really perfect. And so they're able to sell in every single email or talk about their service or their offer. Um, Maybe I'm just not there yet, but (laughs) I personally, that doesn't feel right to me. It doesn't resonate with me. So one thing I like to keep in mind is the three T's and that's like T as in Talia, (laughs) T as in Talia, my middle name. Okay. So here are the three T's. So it's teach, teach, and then talk. So Email number one, you teach something, you provide a ton of value, you, you know, help to transform their life. Email number two, you teach another thing or expand upon what you've already taught. You provide value, you help, you know, your tribe to transform their lives. And then email number three, you can also teach, but this time you're going to talk about your product or your service or your offer. So teach, teach, and then talk, the three T's. And so when you're talking about your product or your service or your offer in that third email, you guys, then you're going to really want to talk about how, you know, it's going to help them, the transformation, really, you know, talk about how they are going to feel. Um, If your primary audience is women, especially, women are all about feelings and emotions. And when you say the word feel, it really resonates with a woman, right? So, you know, you're going to want to talk about, you know, you're going to feel you know, so blissful, you're going to have, you know, this experience after you take my course or after you, 
you know, um, try my product. You're going to, you know, this is how it's going to transform your life, right? Talking about, you know, let's say you're selling a course, right? So talking about, you know, yeah, you're going to get a coaching call with me and you're going to, you know, the course has eight modules and it has a bunch of training videos. Like that's all well and good, but that's not what makes people sign up. What makes people sign up is the transformation that they're going to receive. So after they finish your course, what can they expect to change and be different in their lives. That is what you need to really talk about. And so that's, you know, the method that feels good and resonates with me. You guys teach, teach, and then talk about your offer or product or service. So the three T's. And if if you're one of those people where selling feels a little bit icky to you, if that, you know, resonates with you, if that feels good in your gut, you guys, then try the three T's and see how it works for you. Um, I personally love it. So yeah, teach, teach, talk. Remember that. And remember to always be of service to make selling, you know, feel a little bit less slimy. And again, you guys do what feels best for you. So if it feels good for you to sell in every single email, then go for it, right? If it feels good for you to sell like once a month or something or once a month, you know, every month and a half or something like that, then go for it. Experiment and try and see what actually works for you and your business. And another thing I would highly recommend you guys when you're sending out your emails is to really connect with your tribe, you guys. Don't be afraid to ask questions in your email, right? So really get to know your people. Get to know the people who signed up for your email. Ask them why did they sign up for your freebie? What really intrigued them, right? Send, you know, specific personalized emails or you can send a mass email and just ask for everybody to respond to you. And, you know, this is really a great way for them to interact with you, interact with your business, with your brand, get to know you on a more personal level. And it's a way for them to feel like you actually care, you guys, because, you know, they're not going to feel like, oh, you know, she's just emailing to a mass audience. I don't mean anything to her. Um you know, she has, you know, thousands of people on her list, like who am I to her? No, when you actually start to ask questions and they respond and then you reply back and you have this whole dialogue going, it really makes people feel special. It makes them feel heard. It makes them feel like they're not just another drop in the bucket and that you actually value them as a person. So here's an example, you guys. If you sent out an email, right, to your email list and it's all about the five things you can do to grow your social media accounts, you know, maybe you're going to want to ask a question at the end of that email and say, well, hey, out of these five, you know, lessons that I just taught you guys about growing your social media, which one did you like more? Which one really resonated with you? 
um, you know, go out and try one method this week and reply to this email and let me know how it works for you. People are going to love that, you guys. People are going to soak that up because it's like, wow, you know, she really wants to hear from me. She really cares about, you know, me and my business and my social media. She really wants to help me. So people and nobody does that. Like how many people do you see that actually do that when they send out emails? Not a lot of people I have found. So, you know, really connect with your people and that's going to be a way for you to stand out above the crowd as well. Okay, you guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode And yes, this has been a really fun one for me personally. I know email is not the most, you know, uh, the hottest or most popular subject out there. But I hope you guys have gotten something from, you know, this podcast episode. And I would love to hear from you. What tips are you going to take away from this particular episode? Are you going to do anything when it comes to, you know, growing your email list? What are you going to try? What type of freebie are you going to offer to your audience? Like, I would love to hear from you guys. So again, come and talk to me on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, at Gratitude First. That's Gratitude One ST. And speaking of freebies, guys, I have a couple for you. So first of all, my book, The Creators, is out on Amazon right now. But I am giving away the first two chapters of my book completely for free. So go to gratitudefirst.com backslash free the creators. And this will be in the show notes as well. And you guys can grab your first two chapters for free. And if you love the book, the party will continue on Amazon. Now, if you are in the process of starting your business or you just need a way to make running your business a lot easier, then I have another amazing freebie for you, you guys. And go to gratitudefirst.com backslash 25 free resources. This is actually my most popular freebie. And you can download 25 resources right now to start and grow your business completely for free. And again, this link will be in the show notes. So again, it's gratitudefirst.com backslash 25 free resources. And if you guys got anything from this episode or any of my other podcast episodes, I would be so honored and delighted if you left me a rating and review. And also, as you're leaving a rating, you guys, in a review, please let me know which episode you love, which what do you want to hear more about, what can I talk about and teach about more, um, because that I definitely want to put out content that you guys enjoy, but I also love to teach on. So, you know, if 
there's something that, you know, I haven't talked about in a while that you guys want me to do another episode on or something that I've never talked about and you would love to hear me teach on it, then yeah, just let me know as you guys are leaving um, a review and I will be happy to, um, you know, accommodate those requests. So I love you guys so much. Thank you for taking time out of your precious day to spend with me on the Gratitude First podcast. And I hope you guys have an amazing week. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning into the Gratitude First podcast. Remember to subscribe for more positive episodes that plant seeds of goodness. Let's be friends on social. Come say hi to me on Instagram at Gratitude First. If you resonated with this episode, please leave a comment and spread the word about the podcast by telling everyone you know. I love you, stay blessed, and manifest those dreams. Have a magnificent day, Gratitude Gardeners.